Hey, Hirschbach, uh, we're back uh, for our podcast, uh, Dan and Brad. Uh, good to be back, huh? Yeah, it's great to be back. Hello, everyone. Yeah, good um, Good Friday to everyone. Um, weather's looking nice out there, freight strong. Um, you know, today, Dan and I are with you. And, um, you know, last week was a really special week here at Hirschbach. Uh, we had our uh, driver advisory board. Uh, we had five returning members and seven new members. And today's podcast is going to primarily talk about the uh, driver advisory board uh, meeting and some of the outcomes that came out of it and uh, how we're going to, um, you know, keep you informed as to how we're doing in, uh, in these areas. Um, before we go into that, the other special thing last week is uh, we had our best of the best banquet. And wow, what a, what a bang up event, huh? Unbelievable. Unbelievable turnout. Uh, you know, uh, great uh, driver participation. Uh, a quick uh, uh, shout out to everyone that put that banquet together. It was uh, it was a, a first class event, uh, and a lot of work went into it. But it really, it, the 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 whole event is is meant for the drivers, and uh, you know we had just a tremendous uh, tremendous turnout and a tremendous uh, feedback from all the drivers and. Uh, big crowd. Uh, I think it's got to be our biggest one. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was about 500 people there. Um, congratulations. Uh, record number of uh, award winners um, between um, all the various awards. Uh, the group just keeps getting larger and larger. For those of you that are are new to the organization or maybe you haven't achieved uh, the best of the best or rising star award, um, it is uh, the event is, is well worth it. And uh, Hopefully uh, we can we can see you there next year and get you suited in a uh, new leather coat. Uh, that's one of the awards for the uh, best of the best drivers and uh, have a good time together. Yeah, just uh, you know, it was a great event and we wrapped it up uh, uh, for me in in some ways on a on a high note. Uh, we we have the ass kicker recognition award and and uh, I believe all of them were in attendance except uh, Greg who's passed away. And uh, we had them all come up, and then we presented uh, the 20. We recognized the 2020 recipients because of last year, of course, with COVID, we weren't able to have the banquet. And then we recognized the uh, 2021 uh, recipients, which uh, which uh, was is quite a quite of a, an accomplishment. Yeah, and congratulations to again to all the award winners, and especially uh, as Dan mentioned, the Ass Kickers. Which, if you're not familiar with that award, um, it's really a lifetime achievement achievement award here at Hirschbach. It's uh, it's operators that have been with us uh, for for a long time and are consistently earning that best of the best recognition year in and year out. And um, you know, this year we had. Uh, we had the Kimbrells uh, and, and Mark Hammer, uh, you know, and incredible uh, operators. And, and last year, uh, Paul Bohr uh, made it last year and our yeah. friend uh, Marcus Hall. Marcus Hall. Yeah. So great group. Uh, congratulations to all of you. And uh, we're going to be setting up um, at our terminals. We're going to proudly uh, put up all the uh, all the winners of, of that award over the prior years and uh, look forward to that list uh, continuing to grow as time goes on. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into, uh, you know, prior leading up to the, uh, the banquet, we had uh, two days uh, with the uh, advisory board and the advisory board um, is really there to uh, 
be, you know, the, the driver representatives and, and help us help put uh, us in your shoes. Um, you know, I occasionally try and put myself in your shoes and get out there and do a little trucking and looking forward to doing that here in a few weeks. Uh, in fact, uh, Jelaine and, and I are going to be out there together. I'm going to polish up uh, tomorrow uh, on some of my skills. But, uh, you know, you guys are out there uh, day in and day out. And um, we, uh, we want to hear from you on ways that we can get better as an organization. And really, that's the focus of the advisory board. We got together. And uh, like a lot of things, um, you know, um, you know, you want to get better yeah, on how you do things and, and so forth. And, uh, you know, the pri- prior advisory boards have really had some really nice contributions and, and done some great things. And uh, this advisory board, we're looking for some of the same. Um, we decided uh, that we're going to really limit the number of things we focus on to the vital few. Um, you know, previously we've probably bitten off a little bit more than we could chew and, you know, tried to knock off of like a hundred things or something like that. And we got a lot of them accomplished, but uh, a lot of them, uh, obviously we're not able to. And so we're going to really focus this in on the vital few. And, uh, Dan, what did, uh, what did the group come up with? Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to just say, uh, all the groups have been great, but, uh, this particular session we had and maybe with a break from last year, that this session be, was very productive and, and uh, uh, the drivers on the board became, came in very prepared. And uh, I think it was one of the best driver advisory board meetings we've had. That really, we, the drivers came up with three priorities. One is phones. Um, sounds like such a simple concept, but we just can't seem to master it. Mm-hmm. Um, two uh, would be the in-cab technology, uh, it needs to work all the time and it needs to be easy to work. And I mean, it's kind of a, we, a gauntlet of stuff. It's geotab, transflow, turn by turn, the tablet, tablet performance, the, uh, the Wi-Fi speed, etc. So it's all got to work together. We got to do better on that. And then, uh, kind of a process improvement with the way we communicate changes to the drivers how we do our surveys, how we get our feedback, how how do we make sure everyone is getting the message? Uh, so, and then that will lead into how we communicate via scorecards, etc. So, Brad, you want to talk about the phones? Yeah, and you know, I think uh, I think we could all agree if uh, if we're successful here over the course of the next twelve months and mastering picking up the phones in a timely manner having the in-cab communication work flawlessly and having a process for making sure that anytime we have some information that's important, uh, whether it's a change or some information that you need to know that it gets to everyone every time, uh, that would be a a very, very successful uh, year of improvement in the organization. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, we'll start with the phones. So very simply, you know, you're out there working and um, doing the service that we provide our customers, picking up and delivering freight. And when you need uh, someone to help you uh, in this organization, whether that's a road assist, uh, whether that's uh, someone in operations, whether that be during the daytime, during the nighttime, during weekends, OS&D, you name it, logs, on and on and on. 
if you need someone, we need to be there to help you out. And, um, and, uh, you know, we're not able to see each other face to face as much as we'd like. And, and the phone is the, uh, the next best thing and the most efficient way for us to, uh, to deal with, uh, things that you need assistance on. And so, uh, you're going to, I guess, cut away from, from our faces and, um, going to talk through a chart. Uh, first I'm going to start, uh, Tom, if you would zoom in on the, uh, the wait time bins off to the upper right there, just big picture wise, um, this is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is uh, the most recent month of activity. This is how quickly we're picking up the calls when you're dialing in. Uh, it doesn't matter what department, what time of the day, what day of the week. So 82.5% of the time, we're picking up that call in less than 30 seconds. Um, you know, 85% uh, of the time, it's less than a minute. 88% of time, less than two minutes, uh, you know, under three minutes, we're at 90% of the time we're answering the phone in less than three minutes. Um, the problems we have and Tom, yeah, there you go, Tom. Thanks. Um, you know, if you go down to the bottom here, we've got, uh, you know, over four minutes, uh, let's say over four minutes, you know, we're roughly, you know, about, eight and a half, nine percent of the time, you know, it's taken over four minutes. So we, we got kind of a 90-10 thing here for the most part. 90% of the time we're doing a pretty good darn good job getting the phone answered. About 10% of the time it's it's taken far too long. And so Tom, if you'd move over to the um, left of this chart here, all these different colors, what this does is identifies what days of the week and what times of the day we're struggling to get that phone picked up um, uh, within that five minute time period. And it's really that orange that you see is it. And it's basically, it's, it's 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Uh, pretty much every day, as well as 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. pretty much every day, which makes sense. You know, that's where we're going from the transition, if you will, from the nighttime crew to the daytime crew and in turn from the daytime crew to the nighttime crew. So those transition periods are, are, uh, challenges, uh, that we need to, to work on. And then, uh, if you look at down at the bottom there, that's, that's Saturday and Sunday, uh, Saturday and Sunday are throughout the day are, are significant challenges for us. And we've received that feedback from you in our surveys as well. And this confirms why you're giving us that feedback. And particularly if you look at Saturday afternoon and the transition from daytime to the afternoon, right at the noon witching hour, you can see how dark that gets. That's the, the worst of the worst is really uh, Saturdays starting at around noon. So I don't know that it's necessarily a surprise in what we're seeing here, Dan. What do you think? No, it's not really a surprise at all. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, you, it makes the perfect you up there, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the 5A to 7A and 5P to 7P, and then Saturdays and Sunday. Not good all day, but it really gets kind of tweaky in the afternoon. Um, we do have a couple, uh, you know, we are, we are going to address it. We are going to get it fixed, uh, uh, and it's going to take some time, but we're going to get it fixed. And uh, 
So one thing that is actively going on uh, is we're, there's going to be one extended coverage. And uh, David and Kaylee are going to manage that. Uh, they started uh, combining uh, extended coverage uh, last week. Uh, they had limited success, but it was probably better than normal. You know, another, another uh, we, we're going to add staff to get the phone coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it's just plain bandwidth. Uh, but we're going to add some staff, but we're also going to, we're going to, you know, reallocate some staff and be a little smarter about it. So typically in operations right now, uh, driver managers, planners, et cetera, the expectation is that they work every third Saturday for, from seven to five. So we're going to modify that, particularly with the driver managers and the first responders. Uh, they will now go on every fifth Saturday and or Sunday, they will work a full shift. Okay. So we will have experienced driver managers, fleet managers working prime time, Saturday, Sunday, to help level this out. So what they'll do is, in, in, you know, instead of working 17, 18 uh, Saturdays a year, they'll work five full Saturday shifts and five full Sunday shifts. Uh, and that's going to give us a lot better coverage on the weekends. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, we're already working at, uh, you know, the first, uh, what do they say? Uh, the first, uh, way to, I guess, solve something is, I guess, admit you got to first, you got to know you got a problem, I guess, before you solve it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, and, uh, this chart really paints a picture for us. It's something that we're going to, um, keep you updated on. We'll show you how this, uh, this bright you that we're seeing here, how it progresses as we're making changes in the organization to ensure that we're getting those phone calls picked up on a timely basis. So you can get whatever issue you've got addressed, uh, and get back to, uh, doing what we do and hauling freight out there. So you've got our commitment that we're going to stay focused on it. We're going to keep you updated and communicate to you through, uh, through these podcasts and, and other ways on, on how we're doing here. So that's, that's step one, um, or I guess the first focus. The next focus is really on that in-cab device. And I know, Dan, you got a, a, a whole, you're already uh, hitting the ground running uh, after the advisory board meeting on the in-cab yeah. uh, system. You want to talk through that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to, uh, you know, mention uh, Chris Schmidt and, and Austin Stubbs is getting uh, getting involved. They're they're the tech people, but uh, we've got uh, we've got a number of of providers that support our in cab technology, and, and right now it just it doesn't feel like they're playing well together with each other. So first step is August twelfth. Uh, the the support people from Geotab from Transflow from the turn-by-turn Ram McNally people, they're all going to be here in the same room, and we're going to start to get to the bottom of, you know, know, what needs to be fixed going forward so these things work together. The driver advisory board will be piped into these meetings. We want these vendors to hear directly the frustrations that our drivers are having, uh, frustrations that are safety and log compliance people are having 
uh, ops people are having, but, but by far, most importantly, the drivers. And uh, so that's slotted for August 12th. Um, you know, I know Chris and Austin have, have already had some preliminary conversations with, uh, with Geotab and Transflow. So, uh, you know, we're going to get it fixed. Um, we're pretty confident we can get it fixed, but uh, uh, we're going to have some pretty hard guidelines, deadlines, uh, satisfaction, uh, measurements to make sure we, we get it done right. Uh, and not necessarily how Brad or I think it should be, but more importantly, how the driver thinks it should be. Uh, because there's just, there's way too much frustration out there regarding these products. So again, you've got our commitment that uh, we're going to make this in-cab device be something that works flawlessly out there and, and something that uh, um, we, we get rid of the noise. And uh, it's something, it becomes a tool that you can uh, reliably count on uh, to do what we need it to do um, so we can service our customers and get you taken care of. Um, so we're going to hold these folks accountable, like Dan said. Uh, you know, if you've got uh, things relating to the in-cab device that you're seeing out there that you want to make sure are being addressed, um, I would say, you know, we've got, uh, question, we've got this uh, question, suggestions on the app. Uh, why don't you, you know, uh, if you've got a direct line to members of the advisory board, go ahead and let them know. Uh, use that question, suggestion to send us the uh, information uh, on areas that you're seeing. And we'll make sure that it gets to the right folks and we can put it on the list of items that need to be addressed. Yeah, the next, uh, next category was uh, kind of a communication process improvement uh, and, and making sure the things we're doing or you're doing are getting communicated. How do we measure them? Uh, survey uh, uh, participation. Uh, the various ways we communicate. Uh, for example, some people watch the podcast, some do, don't. Uh, some people uh, read the messages, some don't. Uh, you know, it uh, it's it's a the full full range of of responses. But ultimately, ultimately, I think a couple of things are going to come out of this. Uh, one is kind of a, a, a scorecard of which you can see uh, where you uh, stand amongst your peer group, um, you know. And, uh, you know, I think uh, another one that's in, the, I think it's in the same family, so to speak, is uh, yesterday uh, there was conversation and, and, uh, uh, and, and a go forward on, Drivers being able to see what their PTAs are in the 400, which is our main operating system. Uh, you know, it's really silly that, like, the planner can see it, the dispatcher can see it, everybody can see it but the driver. So I wonder, does every driver know what a PTA is even? Well, uh, probably. <laughs> probably not. Uh, a practical time available or practical time arrival. Uh, I like the available. If a PTA is set correctly, if you're going to Jewel, for example, Melrose Park, your appointment's at 11, your PTA probably should be set for two or three, just keeping it real. You don't want to set it for noon because the planner then thinks you get done at noon. Realistically, you know, Jewel, Melrose Park, 
three, four hours. Uh, not happy with that, but that's the real world. It's been that way for how long, Brad? Oh, <laughs> Forever. I've been in the business for almost 30 years, and I think it goes back at least that far. Yeah. So, so, so the PTA, that's part of, part of communication. You know, all this is information is communication. So uh, we're going to be working on that. And uh, really, you know, maybe just a moment. Chris Schmidt is, is taking on a new position as Chief Process Improvement Officer. And he is going to be the one that is going to be driving these to the finish line. Yep. Um, you know, historically, uh, we're very good at coming up with ideas, great ideas in some cases. Uh, occasionally, maybe a lemon, but for the most part, really good ideas. Uh, but we are not good at finishing. And in many cases, even when we finish, we're not very good with the follow-up. So Chris is going to be holding all of us accountable to not only finish the product process, to make sure this process is working and is being used and is being followed. So uh, all that all that adds up to a happier driver, a more content driver. So, so those were kind of the big three. Uh, well, I think it's a great list, and um, I, I really want to thank the uh, the advisory board uh, members uh, for their engagement and participation in this process. Uh, it's not uh, going to be just one meeting. Um, as Dan said, Chris is going to be uh, leading the charge uh, from internally here and coordinating uh, with the driver advisory board all along the way and all three of these initiatives to uh, see that the organization answers the calls timely to make sure that the NCAB def communication device works properly <clears throat> and to make sure that we are communicating with you uh, effectively and making sure that if you need to know something that we're making sure that you get that information timely. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's exciting. I have a lot of confidence that uh, we're going to see uh, uh, some massive uh, improvements and success in all three of these areas. We, we also had uh, some other takeaways, some more current events. One, one was in regards to kind of our terminal layouts. Mm. Uh, we just have not done a good job of uh, laying out our terminals, parking, uh, empties, loaded line, out-of-service line, etc. cetera. Uh, so we're going to be working on doing that. Uh, there was, uh, it was embarrassing uh, for me uh, to find out how dysfunctional the KC entry and exit to the yard is. Uh, so I believe by the end of tomorrow there will be a gate on that facility and you will be able to enter through the second entryway and you will not have to try to uh, blindside around and get into parking positions, etc. cetera. Uh, so we're, we're going to be addressing that. We're addressing some of the congestion over in East Dubuque. We're getting that cleaned up. Uh, I was over there last night. It looks, uh, looks uh, a lot better, but there's still a few... Uh, things we can do to make it even better uh, for accessibility in and out. Also, uh, not too far in the distant future, uh, Mammoth. Uh, we're going to be pouring a bunch of concrete down there in Mammoth, really a around the main original main shop, high traffic area. So be, that will be getting improved down there also. So, but uh, we're going to get these uh, facilities more organized and laid out well. Um, another thing that was, uh, Brad and I got to participate in our, in our, in our, in, in others, uh, got to participate in something kind of cool this week. Uh, 
Uh, we had the uh, breast mm. cancer awareness truck, um, and uh, we had a we, Very cool. you know, it's a wrap truck. It's it's a beautiful design, and uh, we uh, we um, cooperated with uh, Driscolls, the Berry people, and High V, uh, which uh, Driscolls uh, High V is a big grocer, as everyone in the Midwest knows. Hy-V is one of their main suppliers of berries, and both cust- both both Hy-V and Driscolls are are top ten accounts for Hirschbach. So, it w- it was kind of cool to to connect the dots. Uh, we had uh, Tanya Claypool and Jenny Locke team up and run a load out to Cali and pick up a load of berries in Cali, and uh, uh, my wife Barb and I were out there to. Uh, uh, get some pictures and send them back to Iowa. And Brad and Jelaine were were on the receiving end last night, so it's a very nice event on the Cali side. How, how was the delivery? Oh, it was great. Um, you know, we're over there in Cheriton, over at uh, great folks at Hy-Vee, and yeah, um, Tanya and Jenny did a great job. Uh, we had some fun over there. Uh, took some videos. Uh, we're gonna put together a nice video of the whole event and um, got some great pictures. Uh, we all went out to dinner last night together. Uh, uh, Logan from High V joined us, uh, along with uh, Tanya and Jenny, and uh, myself, Jelaine, and uh, and Scott Groshans. Yeah, and we should uh, uh, shout out to Scott Groshans and Mike Smith. They were definitely a part of it. Uh, Deanna Henson also, who is the primary customer service link, but uh, but everybody played a part. And it was it was a it was a great uh, thing to be involved with. It's a good 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 thing and. Uh, Glad I could be there. Yeah, it was neat. Um, my mother, uh, fortunately, is a survivor of uh, breast cancer, so certainly this is uh, a cause that's uh, near and dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, they're making incredible progress out there, uh, the physicians and the research and so forth. And I, it feels good to be able to, uh, the more awareness we can have uh, on this topic, I think the more progress we're going to make on this uh, on this disease. Yeah. One last topic on my list is uh, trailer temps. <laughs> Uh, here it is. Sunday will be August first, and we'll be it's hot out we'll, there. We'll be heading into the dog days of summer here. Uh, we're already there. Uh, it's very hot and high humidity, and that makes these units uh, work hard. So, uh, and if, if, make sure you're pre-tripping your units. Uh, make sure they're you know pre-cooling. Uh, if you're going in for a live load, go ahead and pre-cool because it's going to take a little bit to pull that box temp down when it's 100 degrees and, you know, 90% humidity. Uh, make sure the units are working. Any drop trailer, make sure it's functioning before you drop it. Make sure there's no fault codes. And, and you know, just a standard protocol, whether you're dropping on a customer or, or if it's a T-call at one hour yards, make sure that thing's full up on fuel. Double check your temp setting. And uh, you know, uh, be be very be very keenly aware that in these temps that uh, we're encountering right now throughout a large part of the country, we don't have six seven hours to get it fixed. We got an hour or two in a lot of cases. So sense of urgency. Um, I, I if if you've got a unit problem uh, and you're not getting a quick response. Start blowing them up, seriously, uh, because uh, we're not going to have time to recover. So uh, just uh, we're a refrigerated carrier. This time of year always uh, causes me a lot of concern with temp issues. 
Good. I think uh, uh, we covered a lot today, and um, great being with everyone. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we'll keep you updated on uh, all these different initiatives we talked about from the advisory board and other things that come up. Uh, have a great weekend, and be safe out there, everyone. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Have a good weekend.